So, you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important, like the support and encouragement that comes along with being a part of intergenerational community, inspiring music, uh, just the sense of being in a place where people have been praying and worshiping for a long time. There's something special about that. And we won't be able to give you any coffee and cookies afterwards, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age or perfect preachers. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions each week. We started this podcast so if you are away from home or working or coaching your kid's soccer team or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. And so we invite you, whatever day it is when you're listening to this, to receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we're not really uh, invested in whether or not you agree with everything we say or not, but we do want you to be thinking about all of these things because our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris, I preached Philippians 2, verses 1 through 13 this Sunday. Oh, I like Philippians 2. Philippians 2 is nice. It has this great little, it's it's a fun little thing. It's sort of the just getting to the meat part of the letter that Paul is writing to the Philippians. Mm -hmm. And it has in it what has become known as the Christ hymn, because as I reminded my folks, when you see the text set aside on in your Bible, it's just like in a term paper. It's a <laughs> it, quote. It's a quote. Yeah. And so um, Paul in this letter quotes a hymn that would have been sung, like okay. that people would have been hearing and known. We're not the first generation to have music. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we forget that. Well, and like the Psalms in right. general were mostly sung. Right. So there's this majestic hymn, and, I, and I'll read you a little bit of it. Well, I'll just read the whole thing. So okay. So it says, so Paul says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And then he quotes, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So it's sort of this like majestic, majestic hymn that takes Jesus from earth to heaven and back again. Right. right. And how are we connected? And when we still sing that, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, Christ is Lord, Lord, you know? And, and all the other things are in in our hymnody, in our, in our singing, in some of the songs that we sing. So mm-hmm. Paul has put that hymn in this letter uh, to remind the church at Philippi of who they are to seek to be like. Mm-hmm. And then who we are to seek to be like. Right. And I'm really intentional about the word uh, imitate there. I pointed that out because I think sometimes we get um, confused about what is expected of us as followers of Christ, as Christian disciples. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and we get confused. Um, and then we're so confused that the outside world holds a, holds up a mirror to us and says, well, you're not who you say you are. Yeah. You know, it's one of those places, I think, where because we think we're supposed to do it one way and God's really calling us to do it a different way and the world sees us trying and failing, mm-hmm. that, that, and then they think we're, we're not true. So here's the, here's, here's the words I want to use to describe that. Okay. So I think we are called to imitate Christ, uh-huh. not impersonate Jesus. Oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. So the difference in those words... Right? Imitators live in a way that allow other people to see something through them. So in, in this case, we as imitators of Christ, it would be that you see Christ through us. Mm-hmm. Right. So when somebody does their impression of Marlon Brando, you don't actually think that person is Marlon Brando. Right. No, but you hear Marlon. You hear the you echo, echo of, of Marlon, Marlon Brando. Brando. Yeah. Right. Like if somebody is imitating somebody... We, we hear the echoes of what that thing is. We don't actually expect that the person in front of us is Marlon and Bra- Like, that we will be fooled into thinking. That they're Marlon Brando. Right. Or with fool- their amazing Godfather, Godfather impersonation. impersonation. Right. We, we, friends, nobody's Godfather impression is as good as they think it is. Right. Right. Let's just put it out Let's there. Just, right? I'm just going to float that. Okay. Like, maybe we should stop. And the difference between imitating and impersonating. Mm-hmm. Impersonating. Impersonators take great care to make others believe that they are that person. Ah. Right? So when you go to see a Cher impersonator. You want to be tricked into thinking, thinking it's, it's Cher. Cher. Oh, so it's like when we behave like Christ or speak like Christ, it's a way of saying that I'm honoring Christ. But when right. we try to become become like, Jesus, become God, then, then we perhaps have a problem. we're setting ourselves on a pedestal and that's not going to be helpful to exactly. anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it, it sets up this really unrealistic expectation right. of how we are to be. who can do that? Right. I can imitate. I'm never going to be Jesus. No, you lack a beard for starters. Starters. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you're not a first century Jew. Jew and um, female. Um, yeah. You know, there's all those things, right? But I can certainly take the imitate the things I am called to imitate. Right. Service and Service healing. and healing and, and wholeness. Preaching good news. And right, compassion. And hope into the world. Yeah. And when I try to think I'm going to duplicate Jesus... You get in trouble. That's when we get in trouble. Right? You're going to disappoint yourself. You're right. going to disappoint other people. Mm-hmm. You're going to disappoint people who are inside the community and know what you're trying to do and people who are outside, outside the, the community, community and think you are a fool, fool and you represent all Christians as well. And right. so all Christians are fools. And and to think about this imitate versus impersonate and, and how, how you know, not even in the Christian world, that's always a problem. Mm-hmm. That often becomes a problem. Like when uh, or the examples I thought of were when an older sibling is like really good at sports and the younger sibling feels either, you know, feels the pressure to be that, be the same, mm-hmm. right? Or, or when we in our head think, oh, that person is really good at my job. Mm-hmm. I need to be like, I need to be them. I need to be that person. And it even happens, you know, as, as we look at people who are what we would call um, spiritual giants or spiritual, you know. Redwoods. Redwoods, yeah. right. That they're, that we look at them and go, oh, I'm not, I'm, I can't be, I'm not worthy of God's love because I'm not them. And that's not what we're called to be. Yeah. Well, and hopefully you can look back 10 years and realize that you're also not that person either. Like right. that right. you're, 
you're still becoming, as you said before, you're still becoming who you were created to be. In this scripture, and especially in using this hymn, Paul is reminding the people of Philippi and us that we are seeking to be those imitators of Christ and to let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That And that's such, such awkward wording, right? Yeah. What if... Uh, and. What I would what I say would say is what we're trying to get out with that wording. What Paul is trying to get out is saying, keep these things in mind. Yeah. Keep in mind the examples that Jesus has left, and there's a lot of examples in that. You know those six verses mm-hmm. of of things that we should keep in mind right. as we imitate. Right. Not impersonate. So so some of the things that Paul lifts up about who Jesus was in this passage. That that a claim to privilege standing with God doesn't exist. You are a beloved child of God, and right. I'm a beloved child of God, and that's cool. Yeah, which means it, all those people who say I'm a good person because I'm a Christian right. don't really understand what that means, means because it's not about no getting no. away with something or having having a, a get out of jail free card. Yeah, you're not entitled to anything. You're not entitled to anything except that if you follow the example of Jesus, you might be entitled to humble yourself a little, right? Yeah. Or that you might you might actually get a truer perspective on who you are. Yeah. (laughs) And never, like, so one of the things that Jesus doesn't do is exploit the grace and goodness of God. You know, Jesus says, here's the love of God and hands it off. Mm -hmm. um, And and says, it points to to the ways that God is good in in, in working and says, this is not cheap because I have to do something with it. I have to, to be in the midst of it, not... Well, observer. you have to give it away. You have to give it away, right? Yeah. I like that idea of holding on to something that's not yours as exploitation. Mm-hmm. Brandon Lazarus mm-hmm. uh, was talking about when he was moving from one place that he was living to a different place that he was living, he was sort of purging his closet. He was simplifying his mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. he was in a monastic community in college. And so, he, you know, he was all about yeah. the simple life and monastic community being not materialistic. And he said, if there are clothes in your closet that you're not wearing regularly, you have stolen somebody else's clothes, yeah. like that, that your yeah. responsibility is to, to pass those along. But to think about that in a spiritual way, like yeah. if you have experienced forgiveness in some way, you have no excuse right. Right. to pass and that's that along because exactly not Jesus passing it along is like stealing. Yeah. Right. And to keep that in mind, right? That, that we might need to keep in mind that we need to allow self-pride to drain away mm-hmm. in the face of greater need. Right. Even to the point of, mm-hmm. you know, where is that even to the point of in your life? <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and, and see where God is calling you beyond that. A humble willingness to do the will of God. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that Jesus keeps in mind in everything. Yeah. And that's hard. That's why Paul has to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And and allowing God to do God's exalting in God's time. Mm. Right? Like, I think we think... I, I just did this amazing thing and I should get all the press and all the, you know, and, and that may never be. Yeah. But you might not get it, any positive PR from that. Right. We, but we do it because it's what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, thinking about that. And to remember that God is working in us and, and through us and most, some of the time despite us. Yeah. Which is really, really, you know, powerful. Right. And the other thing about imitation is, is this is not a call to perfection. Right. right. Like in terms well, in, of like, not the Wesleyan kind of perfection, right. but in terms of the, you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Because we're going to get, next week we'll get into the whole, you know, how Paul says, I, I had I had all the privileges. Yeah. And I still needed Christ. This is an invitation to be honest with ourselves and that each and every one of us 
God is doing something special and unique with. Mm-hmm. And we are to imitate, we are to live into that in the imitation of Christ. Um, if we all try to impersonate Christ, some work's going to be left out. <laughs> well, and we're going to be the most pretentious, self-involved, uh-huh. like not because Jesus was pretentious and self-involved, but because we're putting ourselves on that level. Right. Like, that's right. not a good place to start anything. And to remember that, you know, this, is, this isn't just like when it's easy. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff that makes the bad news handleable. This is the stuff that makes, you know, how we respond when bad news reaches our ears different. Mm-hmm. Reflecting Christ in the midst. You know, it hadn't happened yet on Sunday morning, but what happened in Las Vegas is, you know, really real to folks here in Reno. Yeah, Um, it's not far away. It's not far away, and it's uh, a venue similar to some we have here. And it's the same gun laws. And it's the same gun laws. And, you know, but how do we respond? When we're imitating Christ, we will do what needs to be done to share the good news, Mm -hmm. to work towards justice, do things differently because we are imitating. And we may not look perfect, in the mm-hmm. midst of that, but we will do it well, right? Yeah. If, uh, hopefully. Paul is talking here about a process of living. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, here are the rules. And then you can check off the boxes. Right? No, Paul says, you're going to come up against stuff you haven't dealt with before. Yeah. How do you deal with that? You keep the mind of Christ. You keep the, you know, being the imitator so that you can be in the midst of this situation, even if there's no situation like it. Yeah. <laughs> In the Bible, that's how we do this. So I just, I I think about, you know, when there is a time that needs good news, when we are called to be prophets, when we are called into those things, it's it's about reflection and Mm -hmm. imitation and letting ourselves off the hook not to be the impersonator. Yeah, and to be our own version of that. Like God didn't create us with a personality so that we would repress it. God (laughs) created us with a personality so we could live into it in the best ways that we know how. And there's this great book, Steal Like an Artist. I've been watching The West Wing recently, and at some point, Toby Ziegler says, good writers borrow, great writers steal. Um, And so, you know, we don't have to come up with the content. (laughs) The content has been provided for us, but we get to decide how we present that in the world. Well, how we present it and how we integrate it. And how we integrate it and how it is authentic for us to do that. Because there are things that are not authentic to me, that Mm -hmm. are authentic expressions of Christianity, that are authentic expressions of love and compassion and hope and all those things. That are not going to be how I'm called to do that. Right. That not everybody is called to crack jokes from the pulpit on Sunday morning. We are, are, but... There are are pulpits that are much more earnest than mine, and they still (laughs) preach the gospel. But it also doesn't make my version of preaching the gospel any different, because I recognize that the humor that I have, that is a gift from God, is Mm -hmm. used to disarm people so that they can hear what they need to hear. And so like, there's just different ways of doing that, even within the same job, even within the same church and denomination, that we Mm -hmm. all have ways of of doing that, and they're not all going to look the same. As opposed to impersonation, where I think we would all try to be exactly the same. Would we all have to get our, you know, powder our hair and uh, curl like, it? Like and John curl- Wesley. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what would that look like, right? Well, like- I think everybody should imitate our style, as we have several pieces of clothing in common. I think we have pretty <laughs> decent style. But uh, that's just me. That's just me. I don't know if Jesus would pull off the corduroy miniskirt. I don't know if he could do that. I don't that. know. I don't know. He might. He might. Anyway. In another time and place. In another time and place. But that's where we went. And I also pointed out that because this is the beginning of our stewardship campaign. um, What is stewardship? Stewardship is that specifically at this time of year, it's when we're talking about what we're asking people to give next year. Financially. Financially. But 
Um, St. Paul's is a place that very ingrained that it's about the prayers, the presence, the gifts, the service, the, the witness. And so I, I also put in here a little bit about how we take care of the things that we have been given. Gifts, mm-hmm. graces, money, time are all a part of how we imitate Christ. Personality yeah. are all about how we imitate Christ. And so right. we talked a little bit about that. But yeah, that was our sermon yesterday. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Susan. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been talking about today, you can shoot us an email. We're sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or on our website, sundaymorningsleepin.com. And there's also a place there for you to write to us. The scripture for this podcast is Philippians 2, 1 to 13. And the theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So at the end of worship, at the end of the podcast, the end of um, our time together, we, we send people forth into the world because the church isn't actually where the church does its work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we are fed. This is where we are challenged. This is where we are growing and learning. But the real work happens when we go into the world. And so my challenge for you, my, my benediction for you is to go and work on your imitation. <laughs> I like that. Pay attention to the ways that God is working in and through you and sometimes to despite you. Amen. Amen.